This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is the fragile decade. Now, that's probably a new concept for many of you listening. So we're going to dig into what the fragile decade means. And to help us do that is financial planner Byron Palsma. Good morning, Byron. Good morning, Mary. So when you think about the words fragile decade, does that inspire just a little bit of unsettlement in your gut? <laughs> more than, Yes, more than just a little. <laughs> So the fragile decade is a newer concept, and what what this means is that the five years leading up to retirement and the five years that are the first five of your retirement are what we call the fragile decade. So the five years leading up to retirement and the first five years of retirement. This 10-year period is when your retirement portfolio has the most exposure to what's called sequence of returns risk. And during this decade, if you have a market downturn or significant losses in your portfolio, it really can create an environment that is very difficult to come back from. So that's why we call it the fragile decade. Okay. So it's very fragile. I mean, I guess that's a, I think that's a really good word for it because during this 10 year span, there is certainly a possibility that markets are going to fluctuate in a downward way. Right. So when you think about this time frame, Byron, let's specifically start with the five years leading up to retirement. You know, when you're talking with people about their retirement planning, what are some of the biggest concerns that people have when they're coming in and talking to you? Well, one of the biggest concerns would be that they've spent all those years accumulating assets mm -hmm. and they're concerned that all of a sudden a market crash could wipe out a good chunk of what they've accumulated over the years. Right. So they become pretty fearful of what the market is doing and frankly, they start paying a little bit more attention to the market. <laughs> They might start opening their statements when for years they may have just let them go sit in a drawer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, okay. So this fragile decade, again, the five years leading up to retirement and then the first five years of retirement is going to be a different decade in everybody's life. So it's not from this age to this age. It's just whenever retirement is going to be in your future, wrapping around that particular point. So sequence of returns risk is something that's really important to understand. And the reason is because it's a newer risk that comes into play when you're inside this fragile decade. So I think that most people who are longer term investors probably have developed some kind of comfort level with whatever they're doing from a strategic point of building their assets. Right. You know, so they're putting together a game plan to build their wealth. And when you're building your wealth, there's always going to be certain best practices, things you do that are helping your accounts grow. Right. So from a building your wealth standpoint, you might be an expert. But when you get to the fragile decade, it's really important for you to either become an expert or align yourself with somebody who is an expert in understanding how to turn the wealth that you've built into income streams in retirement and to protect the assets that you've spent all these years building from this sequence of returns risk. 
Right. And I think that's a little easier said than done. <laughs> yes, it is. It's two completely different things, building wealth as compared to the protection aspect and then also turning it into a paycheck for you someday. Right, exactly. So a good analogy that I heard about this um, kind of likens retirement planning to mountain climbing. And apparently with mountain climbing, um, a lot of climbers will make it to the top of the mountain, but then have problems on the way coming down. So apparently more deaths occur in mountain climbing on the way down the mountain than on the way up the mountain. And that really is kind of the way retirement planning works. A lot more people are successful with building their wealth, but when it comes to actually making that wealth last during their retirement or figuring out the most effective and efficient way to actually structure that wealth to turn it into income, there are a lot of mistakes that are made on that particular part of the wealth journey. Right. And one of the mistakes is you listen to what somebody else may have done. <laughs> yep. Maybe mm-hmm. one of your buddies on the golf course or something like that. And everybody's case is obviously individual. And you need to do what's right for yourself. And, uh, and so because of that, then you have to get some help. So let's talk a little bit more about this sequence of returns risk, because this really is the Mac Daddy of risks when it comes to retirement income planning. So sequence of returns risk basically means that if you have a negative market during your fragile decade, then it can create an environment where it's very difficult to recover from. And the reason is this, if you're pulling money out of an account that has just lost a significant amount of value, then you're locking in those losses. You're not ever giving that money a chance to recover to let it maybe ride back up if the market recovers. And when you lock in losses and take out money from something that has recently had a a significant downturn in it, then you cut down the lifespan of time that your retirement assets can last for you. And it doesn't just cut them down by like, you know, a few months. (laughs) It can be the difference between running out of money a decade too soon or getting to somewhere comfortable in life and having a a legacy left to leave for your family. It is uh, very surprising. I remember the first time I saw the math in this, Mary, and it's almost like, how can this be? But it's kind of a double whammy. Mm -hmm. Your account is going down and you're drawing it out at the the wrong time. You're selling low. Exactly. And and that's not going to help you. That old axiom of buy low, sell high, boy, that one still holds true today. (laughs) And sequence of returns risk gets you, it bites you because you are selling low instead of selling high. So with that in mind, um, the, the important thing to understand is none of this sequence of returns risk really affects you until you get into this fragile decade, the five years leading up to retirement and the first five years of retirement. It's that period of time that if that down market happens, then it can have a significant impact on your retirement portfolio. So here's the thing. There's really several different mistakes that people make when it comes to retirement income planning. And one of the biggest things is that they let fear drive them. And so they get so nervous about market downturns that they take all of the money that they have and they move it into something incredibly conservative. Right. Now, while it may protect you from sequence of returns risk to do that, what it does also do is kills its potential for long-term growth. One of the things I kind of like it to is like coming to a stop sign 
and you come to the stop sign and if you become so conservative with your investing, you're just not going to get the growth that you need to keep mm-hmm. up with inflation. Yep, exactly. You're just kind of stopped right there. You're kind of stuck. So the reality is if you're going to retire, say, at 65, in in today's world, people are living easily until their mid-80s, often into their mid-90s, and we're seeing even more people break that 100-year mark. And so if you retire at 65 and live to 95, that's 30 years in retirement that you need this money to last you. <laughs> That is still absolutely considered a long-term horizon. But the thing that people don't really consider is that not all of your money is going to be in the long-term side, but also that not all of that really needs to be looked at as the short-term conservative side. Right. So the mistake people make with fear is they get so nervous about things, they move everything to something more conservative, and they kill the potential for some of their money, even the part of the money that they're not going to use for quite some time, they kill the growth potential on it. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. A second big mistake that we see people make is that they just don't pay attention at all. (laughs) Kind of the opposite. Yep, exactly. They kind of have the head in the sand. They think, oh, well, you know, this has worked for me before, so I I guess I'm just not going to pay attention to it. And then, you know, a year or two before retirement, the market has a huge downturn, and they look at things and say, oh, gee, I was way too aggressive, and now I can't retire when I want to. So... This is like the opposite pendulum swing of what we were just talking about. They've left things so aggressive that a market downturn absolutely kills their ability to retire when they want to. And it might take many years for it to come back to where it needs to be in order for them to have that money support the retirement level that they want to have. So there you go. The two sides of the coin here are you get too conservative with everything or you ignore everything and you stay too aggressive. (laughs) So somewhere in the middle is kind of sounding probably to all of you like it would make a little bit of sense. (laughs) Like a lot of things in life, a balance can be a good thing. That, That it can be. Okay, so how do you find the right balance? How do you find the balance of money? How do you diversify your money? How do you create a good asset allocation that that will help protect against some of the sequence of returns issue? And furthermore, how do you know how much of your money to move to something more conservative and how much to go ahead and let still be exposed to some market risk in order to try to obtain some longer term growth potential? Well, that question is answered by a concept that's called the bucket planning concept. And the bucket planning concept is all about allocating your money into different buckets, some of which are more conservative focused and some of which have more of a long-term growth focus. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we are talking about the topic of a fragile decade. And the fragile decade that we're referring to is the five years before you retire combined with the first five years of your retirement. And that fragile decade is the time period where if there's a market downturn, it can really impact the whole rest of your retirement and potentially create an environment that you can't recover from. So we've talked about how the fragile decade works, and we've talked about the sequence of returns risk. And so now let's go ahead and dig into the concept of 
bucket planning to help minimize some of these risks when it comes to your own personal retirement portfolio. So bucket planning basically allows us to create three buckets. So Byron, tell us a, tell us a little bit about the three buckets and what their names are. Okay, the three buckets, Mary, are what we refer to as the now bucket, which is for the next year. Mm-hmm. And then the soon bucket, which is for your first phase of retirement, which we consider to be 10 years. Right. And then the later bucket, which is everything after the soon bucket. Right. So think about that. Three buckets of money. What do you need now in the next 12 months? What do you need sooner the next 10 years? And what really is not going to be needed until later? So more than 10 years from now, and maybe even never for some people. Some people have what's called never money, where they know they're not going to ever spend that money. It's likely to be a legacy for their family, or it's just there as kind of like a buffer or cushion when they're thinking about maybe their medical needs in the future or things like that. Okay, so the now money is generally money that you want to have be very low risk and also be very liquid, meaning money that there's no penalty to access. So a lot of times what is positioned in your now bucket is your bank money, money that has an FDIC type of guarantee on it. You know, when you talk about bank money, the FDIC guarantees protect you up to a certain level, but beware of going over that level because then you are leaving yourself uh, open to some levels of risk entering your picture again with your now money. Now, in terms of what that now money should cover, Byron, share with us a little bit about what are the main things that now money is used for. Well, if you're already in retirement, Mary, what we look at is that would provide income for those next 12 months. Mm -hmm. Also included in that would be what we consider to be an emergency fund. And that's that's an amount of money that you feel comfortable with for things such as the fridge goes out. uh, (laughs) New roof. (laughs) New roof. can be a lot of different things. But uh, that would be kind of, you've heard the phrase emergency fund. That's what we're referring to there. And also you may have some planned expenses too. Maybe you have a child getting married. Maybe this vacation you've been waiting to take for a number of years is on your schedule within the next 12 months. That might be a couple of examples for. Yeah, and I think that um, one of the most common things that we see people having money in their now bucket for is they know they're going to buy a car in the next year or something like that. You know, and as you age, as you get into retirement, you do tend to slow down with some of your spending. And so so a lot of times we see people purchasing a car early on in retirement, and then that car stays with them (laughs) a lot sometimes for the rest of retirement. I think people put the same amount of miles on their last car as they did maybe in the first year of their first car. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that kind of talks a little bit about the now bucket. Now, the soon bucket is money that's designed to be utilized during the next 10 years, which, as Byron said, is the first phase of retirement. So when you're doing income planning, one of the things to keep in mind is that the money you're going to utilize during that first phase that is the money that you're going to want to consider moving into something that is more conservative, but not moving more into there than is necessary. So part of bucket planning is 
uh, helping people figure out how much are they likely to utilize out of their asset pool during the next 10-year phase, and then what are the right vehicles to invest that money in within that soon bucket. Right. And what we, what we look for is basically the gap between what they're, the guaranteed money, if you want to call it, things such as Social Security, maybe a pension, things of that nature, and and whatever else would be needed in order to meet those expenses that they're going to have. Yeah. So your income gap is the difference between what you want to spend and what you already have coming in. And that gap is something that has to then be pulled from your investment assets. And what we recommend is that we figure out what that gap is going to be for that 10-year period of time. We need to add some money in there then to cover inflationary needs and things like that. And then that amount of money would be positioned in the soon bucket in something that is more conservative. Now, there's all kinds of different investment vehicles that you can use in the soon bucket. And that's something that you would want to talk to us about as an advisor more one-on-one, because certainly one size doesn't fit all. But the main idea with this whole soon bucket is the soon bucket is where you're going to take your income from. You're always taking income from something that is more conservatively invested because if it's conservatively invested, it is not subject to massive loss potential if the market has a significant downturn. And that is how you help protect yourself against sequence of returns risk. You're only taking income from something that doesn't have significant market exposure. Now, With that in mind, that really does allow all of the rest of your assets then to be positioned in that later bucket that Byron was talking about. And Byron, what is the more uh, later bucket-oriented investment philosophy then? Well, that would probably be a little bit more aggressive, Mary. What Mm -hmm. you're looking for there is, is something that is going to gain in value over time. And even if you do have a downswing in the market, you'll still have time to recover. Right. So something that's more long-term growth focused. Now, for some people, it might be aggressive. For some people, that be more moderately aggressive. And for some people, their later bucket might only ever get to more moderate. (laughs) And that's okay because your bucket plan really depends on how you feel about risk and what your own personal situation is. But the bottom line is that the later bucket can generally carry a higher level of risk than the soon bucket because, as Byron said, if the market does have a downturn and you don't need to use this money for at least a decade, generally speaking, you're going to have time for that money to come back in gain its value again or regain its value before you actually have to utilize it. So the later bucket is, again, money that's going to be used 10 years or more out. Now, people often understand that concept, but then say, well, well, wait a minute. So like once I'm done spending out of my soon bucket, then I start spending out of my later bucket. And the answer is no. About midway through usage of that soon bucket, we have to start looking at whether it's a good time to reload it. So consistently throughout your retirement life, we prescribe the theory of having these three buckets, always having a now bucket, always having a soon bucket, and always having a later bucket. And as your soon bucket begins to deplete, we want to reload money at the appropriate time from the later bucket. Now, the appropriate time is going to depend on how the market's doing. Right. If markets are at an all-time high, 
awesome. That's a good time to sweep some profits out of that later bucket and move them into the more conservative soon bucket. Getting back to that sell high philosophy then. There we go. But if markets are at a low, well, that's not really the best time to do that. We don't want to sell low and move to something more conservative. So we have some you know, leeway in there when you start looking at when's the right time to do this over the course of a decade. So that really outlines how to utilize a bucket plan to help minimize the impact of sequence of returns risk and really to help set yourself up to not be so exposed to risk inside of your own fragile decade. Now, that's a lot of information for people to grasp. I mean, just in theory, people understand bucket planning and it makes sense when you hear it, but how do you actually take the investments that you have and figure out what buckets are they in now and then how much really should be in your buckets? And and really, that's what we do. So if you are trying to figure out how to get your own bucket planning set up, then we would suggest you give yourself the gift of a appointment with one of our financial advisors to begin the discussion on how to avoid you having your own fragile decade. And with that, we thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. We wish everyone a peaceful and prosperous holiday season. And we look forward to everyone having a wonderful new year. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Stirk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555.